<coughs> so we, we are we are reading the same um, paragraph again for the fourth time, <coughs> and I think that we have a little bit more clarity as to uh, what the Rebbe Rashab is doing here. It's not clarity in terms of understanding exactly what he's saying, but at least we have a we have a uh, we have an idea of what's going on. We understand the first part before the parentheses. Right there's basically two levels we're talking about in terms of uh, how the or itself is somehow limiting in some way, and then we come in with the with a right a mind-boggling statement in terms of the parentheses, right of all of a sudden opening us up to this major machlekes in Kabbalah of what is known as oras pshutim and oras mitzuyarim. Right, and then we come on with the end of after the parentheses. We come in with a whole discussion of kalim and how kalim is the real, um, the real kicker. Now, um, what I want to do today, I, I was in two minds. I'll just be honest with you. Is on the one hand, I wanted to just continue right there and just keep on reading. On the other hand, I want to give you a little bit more background into oris pshutim and oris mitzuyarim which is going to mean that we're going to speak more outside. So you'll be doing more Chazara. And that's sort of where I want to go with it today. Um, the way I understand it is from uh, learning with Rabbi Yossi Paltiel. So he himself will tell you that this is the way he understands it, and it might be wrong. Very hard, very, very hard uh, discussion. Um, but I will give it over to the best of my ability to the way I understand what he's saying and what is going on here. And essentially, it is based on, um, and you could spend your time, if you want, uh, going through this in, um, in uh, whatchamacallit, in, in your, um, in Samach Vav. Basically, you have in Samach Vav, in the beginning of this mimer of, uh, of uh, what is it, Parashas Vayikra, you have uh, a discussion over here, right, uh, which basically talks about one direction, which I'm going to discuss. Then, towards the end of the mimer, right, he is very cryptic, and he sort of says, in a certain way, the opposite. Not the opposite, but a very different point to what he said initially, and that's basically you have... Uh, it's from the old books, so that's where that's what I when I learned Tamachov, I learned from the old books. Now it's very schmack. You know, you have parentheses and periods and other things like that that sort of help you. But if you look at pages um, from the old book, Kupeches, Kupetes, like this whole area over here, talks about what I'm going to discuss now. And then at the end of the Mimer, Kuftzadik Dalik, Kuftzadik Hey, it sort of makes a uh, a hint. Uh, towards a completely different idea. Now, I was talking about it the other day. It's very interesting um, in that you see, when you start learning more of the Rebbe Rashab Saimarim, especially from the early years, you see that <coughs> there are questions that the Rebbe Rashab had in the early years from Tafresh Mem Gimel, Mem Dalit, those years, that later on in the Samachs he answers. So you see, like, he, he clearly developed, whether it's more of a revelation from Hashem, I, I don't know exactly what happened over there, but clearly there's a development. 
you see the same thing in terms of the way Hasidus is up until the Ayan base, the Hemshech Ayan base. Up until the Hemshech Ayan base, there's a certain way of looking at things. Then, from the Ayan base on, he sort of changes in terms of the Rebbe Rashab goes according to a different shita in Kabbalah and rewrites basically all of Hasidus on this new uh, question uh, or this new shita in Kabbalah that he was discussing over there. To the extent, to the extent that the Friedrich Rebbe, right? I heard once the story, also from Yassi Paltiel, that um, that someone once came over to the Rebbe, uh, the Friedrich Rebbe, to ask him a question on what seemed like a stira, whatever in Hasidus, and he said, no, this is different, because this is, after the Ayin base. it's a whole different way of looking at many of the concepts based on a different shita in Kabbalah. Okay, so there are different shitas in Kabbalah, how that works, how there could be different shitas in Kabbalah, it's like everything else in Torah, right, that there are different revelations and different discussions that went on during the ages. Now, the first way I'm going to explain to you this concept of Oyeres Shutim and Oyeres Mitsuyarim is essentially the way he's going to talk about it on uh, pages Kuf Peiches, Peites, in Samach Vav, Samach Vav, not Samach Hei. Okay? So you have to, if you want to spend time looking at it tonight, you can spend time doing Chazara on this a little bit tonight. It's very interesting. But essentially, let's go back to our discussion. Right? Our discussion was that you had the Orein Sof. Then, after the Orein Sof, what do you have? You have Tzimtzum Rishon, right? And then after that, you have the Kav that is breaking through the Tzimtzum and enlightening that whole area, right? The Makam Panam. Now, what I left out on purpose was that we're missing one aspect of this whole story, which is the Rishima. Rishima. Excellent. Very good. Right? Which is the Rishima. Okay? So you have, essentially... Right before the the way we've been talking about it is that you have the kayach agvul and the kayach ablikvul right before the simsum. You have a so to speak a vacuuming up of the kayach ablikvul. That's the glue. Right, that's the glue. Right, and that causes to drop down the kayach agvul, right, which winds up making the makom panoi. Right, the, the vacuuming up makes the makom panui. In the makom panui, you have what we're calling the rishima, right? Which is or the rishimu. Some places it's written as, but that is the leftover, so to speak, koyach Then what happens is, right? You can't make a creation from lacking, right? You have to have something going in positive. So what comes in positive? The kav which is the Kayacha will coming back in, and it plays off the Rishima. And that's basically the discussion that we've had up until now. This then causes the whole Seder Ishtashlis to go. Now, essentially the way, and this is in my words, okay, so you can learn it yourself, and hopefully as you learn more and more Hasidis, you'll come across it in the different Maimarim, and you will see this point. But essentially... The way the Rebbe Rashab explains, right, this idea of Oyrus Mitsuyarim and Oyrus Pshutim, right, especially in the in Samachet and Samachvav in Peiches Peitas, right, Kupeiches Kupeiches, right, is that what happens to the Or, what happens to the Kav, right, when it actually goes into the Makom Panui. What happens to it? To the Kav itself. Right. What's going to happen to the Kav? It's going to go into what? 
Caleb. No, not Caleb. We're not going to call it Caleb yet. For yet, what is I it going into? Rishima. Into the Rishima. Right. Good. Adam. Right. It's going into the Rishima. Now, the way the Rebbe explains it is, when it goes into the Rishima, and it bounces back out to start to, doing creation, the question is. Did the Rishima actually make an impression, so to speak, on the ore? So the ore that is coming out from the Rishima, as it's going to start doing the Seder Ishtal Shalus, according to the, <coughs> to the opinion of Oyrus Mitsuyarim, means that the Rishima itself made an impression upon the ore that causes the ore now to take on certain, so to speak, qualities, which makes there be esrospheros in the ore itself. That is the shita of Oris Mitsuyarim. What would be the shita of Oris Peshutim? The shita of Oris Peshutim would be that once it bounces into the, it goes into the Rishima and bounces out to start doing the whole Seder Ishtalshus, it would come out as a completely clear light, so to speak. I mean, clear, whatever that means, right? A light that does not have any gravitation towards any of these particular spheres. This is over here. It's Chachma, Bina, whatever it happens to be, right? That is the original shita of the difference of opinion between Oris Mitsuyarim and Oris Peshutim. So in a sense, really, what we're saying is that the Or ain't self in a certain way, I mean, this is my vernacular, right? Once it goes through the Rishima, is in a certain way, according to Oris Mitsuyarim, is already losing its aspect of Or Ainsof. You following what I'm saying? Because the Rishima is making this deep impression upon it, which then causes there to be this, so to speak, gravitation, leftovers, whatever you want to call it, of Obviously, it's not a sphera per se, like, you know, like a mamisha. This is chachma. Like, I mean, but there is some sort of something there that causes there to be this capability of gravitation. That is the original shita that the Hasidic speaks about when we talk about the difference between Oris Mitsuyarim and Oris Pshutim, which means that it's all taking place after the Tzimtzum. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, questions. So, is it started to be called Kav? After it already passed through Rishima? No, it's called the Kav when it breaks through, right? The pa- right because the symptom is powerful, right? There was yeah. this major vacuum, right? And it causes this eagle, right? This circle, this sphere, whatever you want to call it, right? That is very powerful in holding back the ore. So when there is now a an attempt to have the Kav go back in, it has to break through. And that's remember we talked about the word bokeya as a Tzimtzum, right? That the or the kav is bokeya. That's the breakthrough the Tzimtzum in order to, right? In order to now start going into the worlds to create worlds. So it's kav, bokeya, kav? kav bokeya is a verb. Right. What does the word verb mean? It's an action. It's an action, right? right. It's the kav is bokeya, the, the Tzimtzum, to break into and then the Tzimtzum. When Tzimtzum. it comes out, it is called. Still, still the kav. Okay. Still called the kav. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. You don't have to ask questions, Adina. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just having trouble like defining the question. Does, does the or look? Well, this is a very this is a very confusing topic, to be honest with you. I mean, 
is one of the, the more confusing topics if they're, you know, in, in all of Hasidus. When the Kav comes down, does the Or look the same in both Shitas before it hits the Rishima? So before it hits the Rishima, it would be the same. It's, it's after the Rishima. The Rishima is so, causing there to be a Tzior, according to that opinion, in the Or. Sure. So the difference in Shitas has nothing to do with the initial Or. But excellent. That's an excellent effect. question. That's right. The and so in the Rishima... On the excellent. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent question. That that this whole thing, in a certain way, is not really so gishmak. Uh, what do I mean by that? Because really, we're not really talking about the or here. We're talking about the Rishima's impact upon the or. Right. In other words, the or is doing its own thing. It happens to be that the Rishima is impacting the or. Which I think that that was the Rebbe's problem with this. Shita. Because it's not really talking about is there Esther Spheros and Or. It's really talking about is there Esther Spheros and Or after it's impacted by the Rishima. Right? Which is a very different idea. Which leads to the hint that the Rebbe Rashab talks about in Kuftzadik Dalek, Kuftzadik Hey, in this Mimer, right? That over there, uh, that over there, it's a, it's a different. It's a different shita. He, he's hinting at it, but he doesn't really spell it out. And it seems like that shita is more the shita of what he describes in Ayan Base, which is going to be, obviously, whatever it is, six years later. Now, what is the shita in Ayan Base? Again, this is the way I understand it. I'm explaining it to you to the best of my ability. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> but I think I'm right. Okay, this, this is the way I understood it from, again, from Yossi Paltiola. That's who I learned it from. This is this is this shita. Okay, so because inherently what we're, we are discussing not really the actual or itself in the first way of looking at things. So it seems like the Rebbe Rashab dug deep, whatever, or there was a greater revelation, and essentially he rewrote the Hasidis in a way of it, he rewrote the Hasidus in a way that explains things from a different point of view, which answers essentially Adam's question. That because really when we're talking about Oris Mitsuyarim and Oris Pshutim, we're talking about the or, right? So if we're talking about the or, so then why are you talking to me about the Rishima? The Rishima is Kayachagvul. According to Oris Mitsuyarim, Oris Pshutim, the first way of discussing this, what is causing the Oris Mitsuyarim? The, the Kayach Agvul, not the Kayach Ablikvul. Right? The Kayach Agvul is what's causing there to be a concept of Oris Mitsuyarim. That's not really then Oris Mitsuyarim, Mitzad the or, or itself. It's Mitzad the Kayach Agvul, which is impacting the Or. You see the difference? Yeah. So. What? There's also another question: Is how could the no, or shooting? How could the or go through the Rishima without having any? Support? Well, that's not a, that's that actually. I mean, I think that the way my mind is working is is that makes a lot more sense in terms of like if you imagine right the the example that the Ramak Ramosha Cordovero brings for this idea right is that you have this plain water that goes into a green glass. And then you can you pour the water from the green glass oh, into a okay, red glass, right, right, okay. and in like in Begashmias, like I could see that, right, right. 
Whereas maybe you could say that, I mean, this is, this is really, this is my own thing, so take it as far as you could throw it, right? But in a certain way, the Oris Mitsuyarim is almost like the, the glass is a little bit dirty. And then when you pour the water out into the next place, it doesn't change the color of the water, but there's epis, a little something there, right? That the, that the, that the Rishima is impacting the, the ore, or in my muscle, right? The cup is impacting the water to such an extent that now all of a sudden there is a flavor, keviochel, in the... I don't have any tissue, sorry. No, I think just for your sake, your thing's not even plugged in here. Oh, someone unplugged it. Let's see if we, this thing is working. Oh, we're still working. Okay, that's good. So, so I mean, again, that muscle that I just said now is like that's my own thing. I'm just trying to put some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of something to our to for us for to hold on to. Yeah. So that muscle makes it sound like a more secondary thing. Like it's not necessarily changing. Well, it's not necessarily an outer level as much as I think that it's the issue here is that what we're essentially saying is that the, we're not talking about the ore. We're talking about the ore, the way it's impacted by the Kayach yeah. HaGvul. So it's like it's by definition, like it's not, um, it's like something that's added on, basically. Right. It's something that's added on. Now, if you. What are you going to say? Could you say that it's like, in a sense, like a, that's interesting, like a spine, like the, the top of the spine is connected to the, to the pito. Once the, once the rishim is affecting the ur, that it's affecting even the ur before it is breakea the tinsel. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. Now, in Ayan Bayes, essentially he speaks in a different language. And the language, I'm, I'm just going to give you it in this manner. The language that he's speaking about in Ayin Base is that the whole idea of Oris Mitsuyarim and Oris Pshutim is really an argument of before the Tzimtzum. Which in a lot of ways makes a lot more sense because now we're talking about the ore itself. We're not talking about the ore the way it's impacted by something else. Now, what does that mean? How could that be? So... Essentially, you had, we talked about the Kayach HaGvul and the Kayach HaBlikvul before the Tzimtzum, but there's actually a higher level. The higher level <clears throat> that is before that is <coughs> a concept of Yecholos Lahair and Yecholos Shelo Lahair, right? Which means the potential, so to speak, or a capability. Yecholos is a higher level than Kayach. Kayach is already more, uh, more into the actualization. Yecholos is even a step before that. I don't know if that's exactly yeah, the tides, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> now, the way the Rebbe explains it in Ayin Beis, and he's hinting to it in Kuf Tzadik Dalit in some Vav, is that there's really three levels <coughs> before the Tzimtzum, which is fascinating, right? So what does that mean, three levels before the Tzimtzum? In a sense, you have the Kayach right? Okay, so that's going to be the source of the Rishima and the Kalim. That's fine, I get that. And up until now, we've been talking about a Kayach which is the source of the light, right? But now what we're going to say is there's really a, a, two different levels in the light. 
the light that is a simple light, Pashat Tikkun light, which would be the light which is going to be the source of Saiv of Kolamim, the ultimate source, like the original source of Saiv of Kolamim. And then you have a concept of <coughs> a light that has some sort of tzir in it that is taking place before the tzimtzum, which is a little bit mind-boggling exactly how that could be, but, or what, you know, because you have infinite light, like what, what does that mean, that this one has a tzir, this one doesn't have a tzir? And the way, in a nutshell, the way he describes it is, if you were to go back to the Yechoyles Lahayir, Yechoyles Shalol Lahayir discussion, you'd have Yechoyles Shalol Lahayir is the original source for Koyach HaGvul, which is the original source of the Rishima, which is the original source of the Kalim. Good? That's, we got that down. Then you have Yecholis Lahayir is the original source of the infinite light, which winds up being the source of the Kav, which winds up being the source of the Or that goes through the whole Seder Ishtalashos, or yes or no. Because here we're talking about really the source of what will eventually be Saiv of Kolami. And that's coming from Yecholis Lahayir. And then you have a third thing, which is a mixture of the two, which winds up causing there to be a light that has a tzior even before the tzimtzum, and this is the third level. And that would be a totally different way of looking at things, and that's basically what the Rebbe Rashab explains in Ayin Base. Okay? So, in other words, up until the Ayin Base, we were always looking at the world as being two building blocks in the world. The two building blocks in the world were starting from the top. Then becomes which then becomes the Rishima and the Kav, which then becomes the Kalim and the Or, or the Or and the Kalim. Right? That's basically the way we've been describing it. And that's how it's described essentially all the way up to Ayin Base. According to this new idea, which is obviously not a new idea, but this is a greater revelation, presumably, right? Is that it's not two building blocks that are creating the world, but it's three building blocks that are creating the world. Which means that there is a Yecholis Ha'ir, and a Yecholis Shalola Ha'ir, and then there's a mixture of the two, which causes a third element. Which means <coughs> that essentially you have a Kayach you have a Kayach HaBligvul, which is a simple, absolute Pashit light, and a Kayach HaBligvul, which is a Oros Mitsuyarim Teka light, which is before the Tzimtzum. And then that's what all three of these things play off of each other as it goes down through the entire Seder Ishtashos. And that's why Ayin Base is a completely different element and a whole different way of looking at Hasidus. And therefore, when you rewrite the whole thing with these three elements, so then it impacts at every step of the way, as you can imagine. Okay, so that is the differences of opinion. That's why it's so confusing of exactly what we're talking about. But these are the two different ways of looking at it. Which, in, interestingly enough, I think is that <clears throat> that when you look at it the first way, the problem, I, it, it seems like with the first way, is that it's really the Rishima which is impacting the ore. So it's not purely the ore itself. Right? Because it's already taking place after the Rishima which is already on a, so to speak, a lower madriga, whatever that, lower, how much lower, you know, whatever. 
Here we're talking about something that's taking place before the tzimtzum, and therefore it's inherent within the or itself prior to there even being a tzimtzum, and therefore that's like a little bit more uh, of a different way of looking at things. Kapish? Yeah. <laughs> kapish. I mean, we understand it the way we best we can. Um, but this is this is a this is a very very basic. Obviously, it's much more complicated than what I'm explaining to you, but it's just a basic. Uh, background to understand these topics, these conversations. Again, as I said before, this is much, much more complicated than what I'm saying to you. But, essentially, that's that this is what it is. Capish? Good? Good? Okay, so that's the argument. Okay? Good? Okay, let's go further. Now he says, good? Was that fun? <laughs> interesting. It's, I think it's very interesting. These things. It's like wow. It's like woo. Okay, so it's not it's not a voida, but when you think in terms of creation, when you think about Hashem, you think about it has a certain it, like it changes your whole perspective on the world. It changes your impacts you in a very deep way. All right. Okay, so now that we got this whole discussion before, right, <laughs> which is the whole discussion about that the or is actually doing it. So in other words, if you look at it now, it, it makes a lot, it's very interesting, it makes a lot of sense. So you could see why you could say potentially that the or, because even according to the, the shita of oras pshutim, right, the or is really being impacted by the, by everything, right? In other words, Everything is being impacted by the Rishima. You have to say, according. Let's just go back to the original, the original way of learning, right? Because that's where we were in Samachay, right? So, everything is being impacted to a certain extent by the Rishima. So, therefore, you have to say that even in the Oras Pshutim analogy, you have something that's there. So, don't I'm not ready for questions right now. So now, what you have essentially is, you have in the Or itself. You have a certain measuring stick, right? Which is why we call it a kav, right? And it's measuring not only how much is light is in each world, but also what light is going to which sphera. And now you kick in after that and say that the bottom line, however, is while the sphera is still in the or, i.e. that type of measurement, you can't say it's a mamisha hagabala, though. Where does the real Hagbala only kick in? It's Dafka when it gets into the Kali. The question, however, is does the ore gravitate toward this Kali versus this Kali? That's really essentially what we're talking about here. <coughs> that gravitation does not make it a complete Hagbala, though. You can't say that's a Hagbala. It's a gravitation. In other words, when we go back to our idea that if, if the ore is being flavored, so to speak, by the Rishima. You can't say at that point in time that the or, this is Chachma and this is Bina. That's not Shaykh to say. But it has a certain Nitiya. What's Nitiya mean in English? Leaning. Leaning. Gravitation. Like that. Right? Towards this Kali or that Kali. Right? But there's no real Hagbala there, it's just a gravitation. Let's read a little bit further. I know everyone has questions, but but, but oh, 
A little bit confusing what that word, what that means. What does it mean that it's misgale lefi oifen mahusa? But let's go further before we before we attack this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then going further, Okay, that's a little bit confusing. What, what, why is it bringing that those terms in here? That's from Tikkun Zayar, right? Right, that's the idea. So. Uh, that's translated in various ways in various places. Eitzchayim explains it one way, the Alter Rebbe explains it another way, and then Eitzchayim says, right, is it talking about Meichin versus Midos? Is it talking about Oris versus Kalim? There's different ways of understanding what is the difference between Chayoichi and Garmoichi, all right? But let's not attack that just yet. Umemeila mispasha v'mizgale ha'or b'kliachachma yoiser mikliabina. Okay, so that's an interesting phrase. So let's just, let's just look at that last phrase just for one second. What is he adding with this last phrase? It's about the quantity of the light. Oh, very good. Here, this last piece seems to be implying a quantitative thing. Whereas really before that, it seemed like he was talking about a qualitative thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's interesting why it says memela. So memela here may be that word is coming to teach us something. It's based on what we just said before. It's not just going to be a qualitative thing, but it's going to be a quantitative thing. Because I, the, way I, the way I'm seeing it before, it's talking, it seems like it's talking a lot more about uh, quality, right? It's talking about the dakos, the zachos, right? Zachos means what? No, not zachos. What? Refinement. For the word refinement, right? It means a refinement, which is much more qualitative than quantitative. Dakos means what? Thin. thin. So is dakos qualitative or quantitative? What do you think? I think thin, I think thin is quantitative. I, think, I also think that, mm-hmm. right? So it's interesting that he says dakos, quantitative, zachos, right? And then he says, memela, it's going to be mispashed in this way. This much here, this many pounds here, this many pounds there. And then he says a kamokane. What's a kamokane? So two. So that was what? What does that mean? What, what do we just say? That was the mashal. <laughs> right? Everywhere else in the Hasidus, that's the nimshal. Here it's the mashal, right? We're talking about chach, how much light is going into chach, and how much light is going to bina. To understand, that's the mashal of what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a little bit hard to understand. Kamokin he dafka ha magbelis ha or. Shiyebibachinis or a chachma, or a bina. Vikidaime. So what, what's, the, what's the mashal? What's the nimshal here? Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to. I want you to work on this. I want you to work on this. But what you have? It's very important when you look at the Hasidic. It's just like Gemara. You have to learn Hasidic like you learn Gemara, right? A mesve, you know, is an attack based on a brisa or a mishnah, right? An ilema is every word. There's a meaning. When you have a kamokain. That means that we're going into nimshal territory. That means everything we just said before is a mashal. 
So what's the mashal and what's the nimshal? Right? Here we're talking about Chachma and Bina. And we're talking about the ore that's going into Chachman Bina. And here it seems like we're talking about Chachman Bina and the ore that's going into Chachman Bina. So what just happened here? Why do you have to use the words Kamokain? Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. We're going to stop here for today. Please uh, do uh, focus.